Today with you guys, we're going to be talking some sports. We have a lot of fun stuff. We got NFL playoffs are coming up soon. We'll be talking about that. We're going to be talking some baseball, even though there's not too much going on because of the unfortunate lockout. And of course, NBA season in full swing. We got some of that. But before any of that, most importantly, Jack, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Sammy. It's very snowy here in Maryland. We we had a snow day on Friday. Both of us did. Yes. And snowed again today. And now it's getting to the point where the snow is not cool anymore. It's just kind of gross. And you kind of just want it to go away. So I'm excited to be enjoying my weekend, though. Winter break is over. and I'm still, still struggling to get back into the grind that is high school. But yes. I'm excited for the NFL playoffs. I'm excited to talk sports with you. And let's just get right into it. We're going to start off in the football. And we're recording this episode Saturday, January 8th. So me and Sammy are both going to power rank the NFL playoff teams. We don't know the final standings yet. We don't know who's going to make the playoffs between the Chargers and the Raiders. Are the 49ers going to get in? So we just did the teams that are going to the playoffs if the season ended today. So me and Sammy both did a one through 14 power ranking. Sammy, how do you want to do this? You want to go one by one spot by spot. You want to go. I think spot by spot. Okay. I do want to say uh, for my list, I did it based on how I think their chances are winning the Super Bowl. Just as a disclaimer, I don't know if Jax is a little bit different, but like what else would it be on? Well, because I, I think chances at winning the Super Bowl versus, like, talent, per se, it's a different thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, I mean, I did mine. I guess I did mine on chances to win yeah. the Super Bowl also. Yeah, but that was because there were definitely some that, like, I would have put higher or lower or I would have changed some things. So you don't think – well, what do you mean, like – Like, hmm. depending on your seed and who you're playing. Yeah. Or, like, that, that has an impact – uh, but like some teams that aren't as talented have more experience and guys that have been there before versus, and okay. sometimes it's the other way around, you know, okay. And so I'll explain that as we go. Yeah, I'm we'll, very we'll figure it out. I love lists like this makes me very happy. So I'm excited to get into it. My, my aim is to please Sammy. Let's start off at number 14, where I think we'll agree on this. I have the Eagles. Yeah, me as well. Yeah. I mean, when you look, they haven't really beaten too many good teams this year it's a playing in the nfc east is an advantage because when you're the eagles and the cowboys you're solid teams but you really you get to play a combined four games against the eagles or against the giants and the washington football team name coming soon name coming soon that'll be interesting i'm excited to see actually i think i think the eagles yeah it's been leaked that it was um, going to be the Washington Admirals. I don't know if that's like a hundred percent accurate, but it's definitely, definitely a strong possibility. 
that the new name is the Washington Admirals, which how do you feel about that? You know, it's not awful. I, I, I like it to be either something that is very like Washington, like very much relates to Washington or something that like it sounds good, like or like has an art, like, you know what I mean? Or like. Or has a double, like, you know what I mean? I understand I like what you're Admiral, saying, especially with the second part, but I feel like there's not going to be a name that you're going to say that sounds great right away. I feel like most people hate the names and then it grows on you. Like, that's kind of the yeah, way. You're it probably works. right, honestly. What about the Washington Hogs? That one I kind of like. I, I think it's kind of it cool has meaning, homage. you know, with their O line right. from your Super Bowl winning team, the Hogs. I, I like paying yeah. homage to that. I, I find that pretty cool. Stuff like that. I'm a fan of. I mean, Admirals isn't bad. It's not great. I'm not uh, a fan. We'll see what it is. February second. Maybe it'll grow on me. February second is when they're releasing. Yeah. It, right? We'll see. All I, right, I'm Sammy. Nervous. Who do you have in your thirteenth place? I have. This is a team I like, and I like they they got hot at a good time this year. But the Colts are number thirteen on my Ooh. list, and I. By that sound, I assume that we are in disagreement here. We are in a little bit of disagreement here. Okay. I have in 13th place the 49ers. Okay. Now, that's fair. That's fair. I understand that this is a team that has a really good head coach and Mike Shanahan, but I don't fully trust Kyle, whoever they're. Kyle Shanahan. Mike is the. Washington football team. Yeah, yeah. I I, I knew it was Kyle. I don't know why I said Mike. Mike. I wonder where Mike is now, actually. I don't even know. Hmm. It's a good name, Shanahan. Shanahan But he's he's a fantastic coach. But whoever is playing quarterback, whether Jimmy Garoppolo is fully healthy or Trey Lance, I don't trust him. I don't trust their quarterback completely. And I don't know. They just – they have nine wins this season, which is very solid. But – they have some losses. They lost to um. They lost to the Cardinals. They lost to the um the Bengals or not the Bengals, the Titans. So they have some losses against other playoff teams that might be in the same tier, the bottom tier of playoff teams. So I kind of like head to head matchups is one of my strongest, uh, I guess weighing factors. Yeah, and. That's fair. Uh, the 49ers, I'll get into them later when I talk about them. I put the Colts lower than you did on your list because I think offensively they're a one-dimensional team. They need Jonathan Taylor to go off. They need him to do really, really well to be in ball games. And I don't want to don't want to go against Carson Wentz because I'm happy for him. The new environment in Indianapolis has helped him resurrect his career. He's back as a starting quarterback in the league, without a doubt. But I still am a little bit doubtful of what he can do in the playoffs. Like, can he perform under pressure? I'm not sure. That Eagle Super Bowl run, he was injured. He wasn't there. It was Nick Foles all the way. Um, so, yeah, offensively, you're one-dimensional. Defensively, you got some guys in places. DeForest Buckner, I love. You have some guys in the secondary with some speed. But at the end of the day, you're average at best. And you're just not going to be able to match up with the kind of weapons you're going to be facing in the playoffs. So, Colts, 
I'm at 13. I like them. I like what they've done this year, but I, I think all these other 12 teams are just more well-rounded than they are. I disagree with you on that front. I think Jonathan Taylor is absolutely a weapon, but we've seen teams try to take away and successfully take away Jonathan Taylor. We saw that right. against the Cardinals and Carson Wentz played pretty well and, and the, the Colts won that game. And by taking away Jonathan Taylor, they stopped him from, you know, taking over the game completely, but he still had over a hundred yards. He's a dynamic player. You're not going to shut down Jonathan Taylor. You can only hope to slow him down, but no. And, and, you know, the Colts have beaten some good teams and yeah, I would not be completely surprised if they made a run, but I, I think that, the NFL, I think more than other sports, possibly, eh, maybe not. But it, 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 it's a different game when it gets to the playoffs. It is, I agree with that. It's not the same. And uh, the Colts, I, I just, I don't know if I can trust what they can do in the playoffs, especially looking at the other these other teams. I mean, Jack and I went pre-show. You're we talking about this is a hard list to do because they're just good teams. I mean, these are the playoff teams for a reason. So. It was very difficult to make. All these teams are good, but yeah, you gotta rank them somehow, my friend. But number you 12. gotta rank them somehow. Number and twelve, I, Jack. Who'd you put? That's a fair take. At number twelve, I have the Chargers. This is a team. Yes, agree. That you also have the Chargers at twelve. I do have the Chargers. We are the same. This is a team that. You love their quarterback. You love Justin Herbert. He's going to be a top five quarterback in football for the next 15 to 20 years. But something about them, you can't trust them. They're they're a little bit fugazi. They, they had that loss to the Texans where they just kind of got manhandled by the Texans. It wasn't really a close game. And you got the feeling that they're not 100% there yet. So this is a team that maybe next year, maybe in a, a year, two years from now, we'll be competing for a Super Bowl and I think has tremendous potential. But right now, I just don't think they're for real. I agree with basically everything you said. I think you put it very well. I think they just aren't a complete team yet. They're a little bit ahead of schedule, I think, in terms of their development, how Justin Herbert's been doing. I mean, who would have thought that he'd be this good this early in his career He's been phenomenal, and yeah, he's going to be a top quarterback. And I even trust him in the playoffs. He's not the issue at all, but your rushing offense, an issue. I don't know how many guys I could trust, you know. Uh, And defensively, it's also that rush defense. You have a great secondary. Derwin James is one of my favorite defensive backs in the league. But your rush defense is ranked 30th in football. That is a huge issue. And just imagine if they go up against, like, the Titans or something. That's scary, especially if Henry, you know, whoever they play, you got to have good rush defense. And they just don't – they're not a complete team yet. Um, I, lo- I love Herbert, but it's not the time yet for the Chargers. It's it, not it the be. time. And they it's have coming. some weapons. They have some weapons. They have Keenan Absolutely. Allen, Austin Eckler. You mentioned their rushing offense. You're not a fan of their offense. You're not a fan of Austin Eckler. I'm a fan of Austin Eckler, but when you look at it, I kind of feel like he is the only one who can hurt you. There aren't really too many other guys. Justin Jackson, you can give the ball to every now and then. Darius Bradwell, but Eckler's really the only guy. And we, we're living in a league right now 
where you can't have one option unless he's like one of the best in the league. Eckler is just not at that level at this point in his career to me. And if you don't have that guy, you got to have that running back by committee. The Chargers just don't have that. Um, I, I disagree I with you a little bit. I disagree with you on this take, and I understand what you're saying about running back by committees, and I think running back by committees are extremely valuable, but I think Eckler is that guy, pal. He is that guy, pal. Pal, wow. Pal. That, that was very aggressive. I mean, that was aggressive. I'm not saying the Chargers, bad. I, I don't have an issue with the Chargers, the Chargers' weapons on offense. They need, they need to upgrade their O-line past Rashawn Slater, but... Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler. Yes, maybe they can add one more weapon, but I think the main issues with this team is defense. are defensively and coaching. I am not a fan of the coaching staff, but this is a team that in the next couple of years is definitely going to be in the playoffs again and most likely higher up on my list. All right, 11. Who do you have? Who do you have, Sammy? Well, I have the 49ers, the 49ers at number 11, and this is a hot take, I think. There are definitely a lot of things that kind of scare me about this team, and almost all of it has to do with the offense. The QB situation right now, Garoppolo's questionable. He'll probably be back if they make the playoffs by playoff time, but then it's like kind of weird because like you have two weeks where like you haven't been running your starting quarterback during practice. So that's a whole weird situation. Offensively, it's a little bit of a hodgepodge right now. But why I have this team so high has nothing to do with their offense. It has everything to do with their defense because the past few weeks – They have been really, really good. They've held some good teams to pretty low scores. Um, You know, this defense, let's see. They beat the Bengals 26-23, a very impressive victory. They beat the Falcons 31-13, who have – they're not a good team at all, but they have a quarterback and an offense, and they did a good job of containing that. Uh, This is a defense that also has a lot of guys from that Super Bowl run team, that team who was second to the Chiefs back in 2019. So I love what this defense has done the past few weeks. Uh, They've been very good, and I think that'll give them a chance to stick in ball games and possibly advance a round or two in the playoffs. Yeah, you know, like I said, I'm a fan of the 49ers system, but I can't trust can't trust Jimmy Garoppolo in the playoffs. You just can't do it. So that's why I have them a little bit lower on my list. But coming in at the number 10 spot, is that what we were up to? I think – I don't think you've done 11th yet. 11. Okay, so 11 for me is the Arizona Cardinals. This is a team that Kyler Murray is a dynamic player. But I just they, – they, they started off the season really hot, but they really dropped off in the second half. And I don't know, I don't know what, what it is, whether it's with Cliff Kingsbury and the coaching staff or what, but they, they really, they, they, they ended the season with a win against Dallas that I think could be, could be huge with the confidence. But before that they were on, I think they lost five games in a row. They lost to the Colts. They lost to the Packers. They lost to the, um, 
the Panthers. They got crushed by the Panthers. That was a weird oddball game. It was a weird game, but they lost to the Lions too. So that was weird. Yeah, they've had a couple of stinkers. And I feel like right now they're just a little too inconsistent for my liking. And that's why I have them on the lower spectrum of my list. Now that's interesting, Jack, because we differ significantly on the Cardinals. Really? Uh, Yeah, we'll we'll get there when we get there. But um, I I will say the Cardinals are much higher up on my list. And I'll, I'll get into why I like this. I like that team. I'll get into why later. Number 10, it's Cowboys time. We dem boys. Or not, because this is kind of low on this list. I would love to put the Cowboys higher. I really would. But at the end of the day, this defense gets a lot too much love. Uh, When you look at them and you look at the yardage numbers and you look at the scoring numbers, they're not one of the top defenses in the league like they've prided themselves on. And this offense, I love Dak Prescott. He's done a lot of great things this year. I mean, after that injury where we were like, will he ever play again? He's done an incredible job. I don't know if anyone wondered that. Well, it was a pretty serious injury. It was. It was a serious injury, for Uh, sure. But, yeah, you know, I love Dak Prescott. This offense is great, but the defense is definitely a bit of a question mark. And a big reason why they're at 10 is – they're probably going to be matched up against that second team in the NFC West. And whether it be the Cardinals or the Rams, because that division is currently up in the air, I don't want to play either of those teams. And I just don't know if the Cowboys have the defense to be able to contain either of those offenses, because those are two teams who have weapons all over the place and also are very solid defensively. So for the Cowboys... It's going to be a tough game, even if they're at home, which they will be, even at home against one of these NFC West teams. It's going to be a tough time. So that's why they're a little low on my list, lower than uh, some may think that they would be. I think we differ there. So interested to see that. At number 10 on my list, I have the Colts. I have them a little bit higher than you do. Jonathan Taylor is an elite player. He's going to finish top three in the MVP voting. But Carson Wentz is not a quarterback that you can trust in the playoffs, but he's got some experience now. And I, I think he can take, he can handle the job. And I, I, I like the Colts better than the Cardinals. We saw them go head to head. We saw the Colts come out on top. I like you them better there. than I was there. I had fantastic. He was there. He that was, was a great game. He was first person living in that game. He was there. Yeah. yeah, I was there. I like them better than any team on the list that I ranked lower So let's move on now to number nine. This might surprise you or it might not. Well, who who do you think I have at nine? Let's let's hear a guess, Sam. Who do I think you have? Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Uh, Do you have uh, the Bengals, maybe? I do not. I have the Patriots. Hey, me too. Nice. Nice. I think that the Patriots... Don't never bet against Bill Belichick. Like I said, always say we're we're betting. We're both betting against Bill Belichick. I mean, I mean, not really. We're putting them kind of, yeah, I guess on the bottom. Yeah, we're kind end, of but yeah, you're right. You're right. We're but betting against Belichick here. We're going against the Golden. You Rose. just can't rank them too high with with Mac Jones, a rookie at quarterback, going into the playoffs. Their defense is good, but they have a rookie at quarterback. How high can you realistically rank them? You know. 
right. That's what I'm thinking. Their defense, though, is filthy, man. I mean, their defense has helped out Mac Jones a lot. And I think Mac Jones gets a little bit overrated because of that. I mean, yeah, he's easily the best rookie quarterback this year. But you got to consider all the help he's gotten from that defense. Uh, and offensively, though, it's a rookie quarterback. How is he going to do under pressure? And as it stands now, the Patriots are going to be playing another team's place. They're going to be playing the away game as a wild card team. So how do you handle that if you're a rookie quarterback? It's not easy. So offensively, a lot of issues, not as many weapons as they had back in the Brady days, obviously. It's just not that kind of offense anymore. I love the defense, and that is what's going to keep them in games. But yeah, with the rookie quarterback and the offensive issues, I have him all the way down at nine. Number eight. Number eight, I have the Titans. This might be kind of low for the Titans, who coming into today, before the Chiefs beat the Broncos, they were the number one team in the AFC. I have them at eight for a few reasons. Number one, Derrick Henry. Now, you may be thinking, well, Henry's a beast. And I he is a beast, without question. But is he going to be fully healthy? And even if he's at full strength, is he going to be getting the same amount of carries he always gets? That's a huge part. Similarly, actually, to another AFC South team that I was talking about, the Colts, they're very reliant on Henry. And they proved they could win without him, without a doubt. Uh, but I think they're, they're in the playoffs, they're going to need him to have a big game. Can you count on Tannehill to get the job done in the playoffs? Some people may say yes, looking back at that game where they beat Brady in his last game as a Patriot. Um, but Tannehill didn't even have a great game. It was just a defensive kind of dogfight. So I'm still a little iffy about Tannehill in the playoffs. We'll see. The defense is good, but inconsistent. So it's like you don't really know what you're going to get. But uh, I, I think if Henry is full is – back to kind of what where he should be. And Tannehill is solid game manager. They can win some games, but I think there's a lot of ifs with the Titans. I agree with you. I also have them at eight for pretty much the same reasons that we're, you we're just pretty similar. Named. Honestly, we are. We're in sync today, Sammy. We are, man. But are... Mike Vrabel, Mike Vrabel, I cannot pronounce Vrabel. his name. That is a hard Vrabel. name. Vrabel. Is 100% the coach of the year. He's a fantastic coach. He, he's done such a good job with oh, yeah. this team, with the amount of injuries. They had their MVP go down in, like, what, week five, and they still managed to get the one seed. And we're, we are kind of over – not kind of. We definitely – both of us are overlooking them and not giving them credit. But I just – I don't know. I can't rank them ahead of some of the teams that we have coming up. And let's get to that right now. Number seven. This is where we're starting to get to Super Bowl teams with legitimate chance to win the Super Bowl. We're starting to creep into that territory. Yeah, I I wouldn't say we're quite there, but I think we're close. For me, for me, every team from seven and up, I, I would say eight and down, I would be shocked, not shocked, surprised or shocked if those teams, one of those teams won the Super Bowl. Seven and up. I, I think there there's a re- legitimate case to be made for each and every team. I think for me, it probably six and down, six and up. I think I would probably, I think my seven team, I'm a little, I'm still a little, well, you, you go seven first. Okay. So okay. This is going to surprise some people. At seven, I have the Los Angeles Rams. 
Okay. This is a team that I think we all agree has an extraordinary amount of talent on their team. They traded for Von Miller. They traded for signed, I guess, Odell Beckham Jr. But if you look at some of the losses that they have on their record, they lost to the Titans. They lost to the 49ers. They lost to the Cardinals. And I get these are all, they they lost to the Broncos. That's preseason, never mind. I get that these are all playoff teams, but they've been inconsistent and they've been a team that I've personally had a difficult time figuring out. So I got to put them on the lower end. I don't trust Matthew Stafford. He's thrown numerous interceptions in every game, or like the past two, three games leading up to the playoffs. So that's why I have them ranked so low. All right. And I, I don't have them ranked low. You know, I would not be shocked if this team won the Super Bowl, like at all, yeah. you know? Yeah. I, I'm i going to go with seven here, and I don't have the Rams. I have the Bengals. I love the Bengals. And I'm, I honestly, once the Bears season ends tomorrow, I'm a Bengals fan. I'm rooting for the Bengals in the playoffs. How could you not? I mean, they're just a likable team. They have so much talent everywhere. Joe Burrow is the next big thing. It kind of seems like uh, they can be good teams. They can do it. That's why they're decently high on my list. An issue. Experience. This is a young team. The Bengals haven't been to the playoffs since Andy Dalton. It's been a while. So they don't really have anyone, coaches, or players who have experience in a playoff scenario. And this O-line is pretty bad, man. It's almost as bad as it was last year. Joe Burrow is the most sacked quarterback in football. And that's not going to cut it in the playoffs. You can't have the worst O-line in the league. Uh, going into a playoff game, that's a huge issue. And I think they're very close to being a serious, like, top four, five team in the league. They're just a little, they're a few steps away, a few O-linemen away, to be honest, from being that. But I wish I could rank them higher. I'm rooting for them. But they are seventh on my list. At number sixth on my list, I had the Bengals. Mm, okay. So. I have them I have them one spot higher than you, but I really, really want to rank the Bengals higher. There's just yeah, no too, way. There's just no way, in my opinion, I can rank them, put them into my top five. I don't I, I just can't. But the Bengals, and, and this is where I'm gonna get a little bit closer to my microphone. Everybody should get a little bit closer to their phone or their computer or whatever they're listening on. And also leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts now that I have your attention. But this is where I'm gonna make my speech because the Bengals will win a Super Bowl in the next three years. Guaranteed. I am convinced. This team, one word to describe Joe Burrow is he's a winner. He won in college. He's winning now. He's a winner. He is just everything you could possibly want in a quarterback he has. This team has weapons. They have Joe Nixon. They have Jamar Chase. They have Tyler Boyd. This is a team that their offense is starting to get loaded. They're slowly but surely starting 
to rebuild their offensive line. They still have to do some work in that category, but you like your head coach. This defense has been playing great all season long and is turning into one of the better defenses in the NFL. I can't rank them any higher on this list, but I think that if this team makes a deep run in the playoffs, I won't be surprised at all. The Bengals are a team that they put the league on notice this year. Joe Burrow should get serious consideration for being an MVP finalist. He's not going to win it, but he should get MVP votes for sure. And I just, the Bengals might be my new team. Hey, I love he's them. leaving the Giants. Not leaving the Giants, fellas. but, you know, not like the team I actually refer, but they might be like my team, you know? Yeah, like, no, no, like, I got you. I got you, you know, when I talk about the Bengals, there's a little something extra. Just want you guys to know that. But they're not my favorite team. That's obviously the Giants. No, you love what the Bengals have done. And I feel like just a few months ago on this podcast, before the NFL season, we probably never talked about the Bengals. I mean, like, did we talk about the Bengals at all? Probably not. And now all of a sudden, they're just this exciting, yeah. fun team. Uh, but yeah, uh, we actually swapped our six and seven teams because I have the Rams at number six. I like them a little more than you do. Uh, but honestly, I agree with a lot of the things that you say. And I, right, I'm assuming that, well, I'll explain that later. Uh, stay tuned for what I was going to say. But uh, the offense is amazing. You have a lot of weapons all over the place. They've been hot as of late. That's huge. They've been winning games. They're clicking a little bit. But an issue is Matthew Stafford. Hasn't really had playoff experience in his long career. And we know he's been a little shaky with the turnovers. So, like, that's just not a very good track record heading into the playoffs. I think they can absolutely do it. and. I wouldn't be completely surprised if they won the Super Bowl, but I would definitely be a little bit like, oh, wow. Did not see that one coming necessarily. But, uh, yeah, the Rams, I like them. Do not love them. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Uh, number five, I have the Cardinals. Wow. I have the Cardinals high on my list. They're a little cold as of late. They're a little chilly. But I think the Cowboys win last week was huge. And it was not perfect. No, it was not perfect. They almost lost that game a few times. That game should not have been close in the fourth quarter, but they won. And at playoffs, that's what it's all about. It's about sloppy wins. You're not going to have a clean win in the playoffs, rarely. They, they, they do not come often. And for the Cardinals to go out there, a team, and show that they can win a game like that is huge. And I think that means that they can do that as well in the playoffs and confidence wise too. It's a huge win and they have a big game coming up against the Seahawks. If they win and the Rams lose Rams are playing the 49ers who need a win desperately. The Cardinals are going to be, excuse me, Cardinals are going to be home field advantage. And I think that's going to happen. I think chances are Cardinals beat Seahawks. Rams lose to 49ers because the 49ers need that win. The Cardinals would then clinch the NFC West and get home field advantage, which is huge. I think if the Rams get home field advantage, I'd put give them the five spot, but I'm assuming that the Rams lose to the 49ers and the Cardinals beat the Seahawks. 
that's how I could put the Cardinals at five. But I like this team defensively, too. You have guys who could just play all over the place. You have fast linebackers. You have big safeties, uh, speedy linemen. Uh, I like this team. And they have they have a legit shot, I think, especially if they get home field advantage of making a uh, sneaky Super Bowl run. I disagree with you on that. I really don't can't see the Cardinals making a Super Bowl run, but run. But we've been pretty in sync so far. We have, uh, yeah, I like it. We, we've been pretty, and I guess that in that case, well, Scott, you must have the Cowboys up pretty high. I had the, the Cowboys at five. The well, Cowboys are five. I am a big fan of this team. Yes, Trayvon Diggs might be a little overhyped, but they have elite pass rushers coming off the edge and guys like Micah Parsons. Their O-line is great. They have a dynamic duo of Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard in the backfield. Yeah. I trust Dak a lot more than most people do. They have weapons galore. Amari, led by Amari Cooper. They just, CeeDee Lamb, Dalton Schultz is a, is really had a tremendous season. This is a team that I can see winning the NFC pretty easily. I, I'm not yeah. saying they're going to win it easily. I'm saying that I would have an easy time picturing them winning the NFC. That makes you sense, know, right? I may have been a little hard on the Cowboys. I like the Cowboys. I don't know why. Uh, you know, I think the defense definitely gets too much hype, but you do have some big names, I will say. And the rushing attack is something to behold, without a doubt. Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard, who's kind of emerged this year, that is a legit duo. Um, Obviously, you got Dak, you got a lot of weapons. I would not be shocked at all. I think the biggest thing for me putting the Cowboys so low was honestly just that they're going to be playing an NFC West second place team, and most likely. And that's a hard game to win. Uh, so I think if they can win that, it'll, they'll be on a nice road, possibly to an NFC title. I, but, can, uh, I can see that. I can definitely see that. Yeah, but let's move on now to my number four team, Sammy. And this is where it gets interesting because these teams, if you're a fan of any of these four teams, you're hoping super, it's Super Bowl or bust. Yeah. Now, we yeah. all have – both of us have the same four teams. I'm just interested yes. to see what order we put them in. So Me too. Number four, do I want to go or do you want to go? Mm. Well, you go, you go. Who do you have? I go, I go. Uh, I have the Buccaneers. Okay. And, we, and we that's differ. a little low, maybe. We differ. Maybe a little low. Uh, you got Tom Brady – Obviously, that's like a big thing. Uh, but do repeats happen often? No. I, I just that that's a thing. Uh, that that's definitely a consideration. I mean, repeating is not easy. Not to mention the defense is, seems like lost a little bit of a step this year. They've been injured a little bit. Not quite as dominant as last year. I feel like. And this whole Antonio Brown thing. You, you you can't you can't say that's not gonna have an impact because it's gonna having a guy like that wreck your locker room and literally storm off in the middle of a game that's that's not gonna go by quietly so I think that could have an impact 
mentally for some of these guys. And as much as we try to make this a game of numbers and like these guys are, you know, video, like it's a video game, like they, you know, they're not people, they are. And they're very vulnerable uh, to being affected by this kind of stuff. So I, I think the Buccaneers could be vulnerable to that. Uh, we'll have to see, and I would not be at all surprised if Brady goes ahead and wins another Super Bowl, but it's going to be tough. Still, they're four, so that's pretty high. You know, you say how often do teams repeat? Same, I have a question for you. How often is it that Tom Brady comes around? How many Tom Brady's have there been? Well, I'll tell you this. He didn't come around in 2019. He didn't come around at the yeah, end. Of he the is way. He is way more. Okay, I mean, you can say you, you can do that for <laughs> every year that he didn't win the Super Bowl, but we can. He's a phase. I mean, he's the goat. He's the goat. This team has the most talent. Some of the most talent that he's had. Losing Antonio Brown hurts, especially after the Godwin injury. Yes, but they still. He still has plenty of weapons. The defense is still a top defense in football. I wouldn't be surprised. In fact, I'm expecting this team to make it to the NFC uh, title game, conference game. And I'll go on now with number two. Number two, I have the Chiefs. I have the Chiefs. Mahomes, this team has been firing on all cylinders. Little bit of a a close close game against against the Broncos tonight which we're recording this on Saturday night, but they, they got out of there with a the dub. One and two, one and two with the Packers. I have the Packers at one and the Chiefs at two. A 1A and 1B. And, and, and they, both of these teams, should this should be the Super Bowl matchup, and I'm excited to see it. Yeah, and uh, number three, I got the Chiefs. Um, okay. Whoa. I got the Chiefs at number three. Getting fancy. I am getting quite fancy. Um, what what is there to say about the Chiefs? I, they're a great team, but I am getting fancy, and it's it's less about the Chiefs because the Chiefs are great. They've proven to us that they're a great team. But I'm going to talk about my hot take at number two because I got the Bills at number two on my list. The Bills, who are ten and six, haven't even clinched their division weren't even in first place in their division until last week, and now they are, but I'll tell you a few things about the Bills. They have the second-best scoring defense in football. That's big. They have one of the best quarterbacks in football, Josh Allen, who's proven he can do it in the playoffs. He did it last year up until that last AFC Championship game, which was not necessarily pretty for him, but... He, he definitely performed in the playoffs, so I, I can count on him to do it. They have a coach in McDermott who is a legend. I mean, this is a guy who's turned around this franchise into a winning culture. And I think the bottom line, people are just sleeping on the Bills. The pressure is not on them. I think all these other teams in the top five or four on my list, there's tons of pressure on these teams to win. For the Bills... There isn't. The pressure isn't there, and I think that they are going to be the AFC team. I really do. They, they, they have just, these past few weeks, been very good, and they've been doing it very quietly. So I love the Bills. They're second on my list. Second. Wow. 
Number one. Packers. Packers. We I'm both had the Packers at one. I hate the Packers. I hate hmm. the Packers so much, man. Non-biased opinion. This. I hate doing this. I hate putting them on the top of every list all the time. But, you know, they're just – you look at them, and they're the best team in football. They just are. I hate Aaron Rodgers with a passion, but he's the best quarterback in football. He does things that no one else does. No one else does what Aaron Rodgers does right now. It's insane. It's ridiculous. Um, the defense is great. He has weapons. The rushing attack. I mean, you look at the Packers, and it's like, you could play your best game and lose to this team. You know? Yeah, 100%. 100%. Sammy, let's move on to a little bit of a, a more depressing topic. The MLB lockout. There's just there's no news, and I have a feeling that there. This is something that there can be no news on for for months, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, a bomb could drop. But I don't think this is something that maybe gets leaked and leaked and leaked and leaked and leaked. Because I feel like every time there's a leak, it's just one of the two sides using the public perception to their advantage. So yeah, I'm not as concerned about missing. Missing regular season games as other people are, but it's still not great, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's It just kind of, for now, seems like no end in sight. And, you know, spring training, technically, I mean, pitchers and catchers support in like a, less than a month and a half. So, or they're supposed to. Jack, so I, I did not hear what you just said. I said I said it's coming up, right? It, it's coming up, yeah. It's... um. So that's happening and no one in sight. So I have a feeling I, I don't think we're going to get 162 games, uh, which is sad because we got short-ended 2020, but I think it's going to happen again. I hope they're able to get at least like 140 or something, but at this point, who knows? I, we could be stuck with 60 again. I mean, at some point, it may be like we're lucky to get a season at all. So, uh, but, but while we're here, while we're in the lockout, we do have some things to talk about. Jack and I have both picked two under the radar free agents, guys that maybe aren't being considered or talked about enough. Uh, Jack, I'll have you go first. I'll give you do your two and I'll do my two. And, uh, yeah, then we'll just keep on rolling. Okay. So I have Trevor story as my first, and obviously he's not the typical under the radar free agent. Neither of either of my two, but this is a guy who had a down year and he's not being put in the same tier as, say, a Corey Seager. When if you take what Trevor Story did in 2019, where he played in 145 games, had 35 homers and a 917 OPS, that's that's a top three shortstop in baseball. So he's a guy who I wouldn't be surprised at all if he puts up in MVP caliber year next year and is right back into the same threshold tier as a Correa or a Seager or a Tatis. So he's number one. Now, with that being said, I would still way prefer the Yankees to sign Correa over Trevor Story. My number two guy is Michael Conforto. Michael Conforto is a guy who really hurt his free agent stock this year because he was in line to get a huge payday. He was coming off of in 2019 in 856 OPS 
2020, was great a too, 927 man. OPS. And he kind of, 2021, had a 729 OPS, a 101 OPS plus, just barely above league average, only 14 homers, really had a down year. So he's a guy that over the long haul has been proven to be a good player. So I could totally see him have a bounce back year next year. Yeah, I was considering Conforto for this list because it's clear he's a good hitter. And teams, you know, it's possible he's, he'll still get a pretty big, I mean, I, he, probably not quite as big money-wise, but I, don't know I would how be much surprised money. if they'll still give him a decent contract because, I mean, teams have seen what he could do. Uh, he, he can clearly, I mean, hit the crap out of him. I mean, that, he, in 2019, 2020, he was low-key one of the best hitters in the league. Uh, just very much under the radar. Yeah, I, I do like that pick. I'll go with mine now. Uh, I have two very different guys. Number one, I have a pitcher from the Pirates, currently free agent, of course, Tyler Anderson, who had a great first half. I think he was, I don't think he was an all-star, but I think he was being thought about for that. He had a great first half and a rough second half, which kind of hurt his stock a little bit, but he really kind of broke out in that first half. And I think a lot of teams are always looking for lefty, depth pieces that have the upside to be solid starters and anderson is that guy i think next year it's possible he goes out in you know three three point something era i think that's a very realistic thing which would be great for a team and excuse me he's been developing a cutter which has turned into a very very good pitch and teams love to find a player who has a good pitch like anderson's cutter I like it. I like him as a pitcher. A lot of teams need players like him. Number two, I have Tommy Pham. Tommy Pham. This guy was one of the best outfielders, considered one of the best outfielders in baseball from like 17 to 19. Pham the man. Pham the man. And then what happens? He signs with the Padres and... It just isn't quite the same. Well, I think he signed with the Cardinals too at first. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Wait, let's let's look here. He was with the Cardinals in 17, right? He was Cardinals with the 17, Rays, and he's he with the Rays, traded. right? And then Rays, he was great with the Rays. Cardinals, Rays, he was phenomenal. And then Padres, and the numbers just don't show that same pop. But you look at the advanced stats. If you go to Baseball Savant, go to Baseball Savant, my friends. And I'll tell you, Tommy Pham is still still can be a top outfielder in this league. Defensively, he's very, very good. He is fast. He has a good jump off the ball. The stats don't necessarily back that up. But you watch him play. The eye test tells you he's a good defensive player. And you look offensively. And this is where he can really separate himself. He hits the ball harder than almost anybody else. 86 percentile or 84th, excuse me, in hard hit percentage. Chase rate, 98th percentile, which means he is not chasing pitches. He's taking good at bats. The walk rate, 95th percentile. That backs it up right there. His baseball savant stats are all in red almost. But you look at his standard statistics last year. 229, 340 on base. 724 OPS, it's like, oh, he's decent. But no, Tommy Pham is not decent. 
He is a great player. Someone could definitely get him on a budget deal. I, after two years, kind of subpar, people have forgotten about how good he is. He's going to not get a huge contract, and I think he'll perform and possibly even be back to a top 10, top 5 outfielder in our game. He is not, not decent. Good. Note to self. Tommy Pham is better than decent. Better than decent, and yeah, I like him. So he's an under-the-radar guy that a lot of teams could use. Some teams to keep in mind for Tommy Pham. Indians, Braves, Rockies, Reds, those are all teams that need outfielders. I, I would be very interested to see who goes and picks him up because they could be getting the bargain of the offseason. Tommy Pham. Wow. For, don't forget. Of the offseason. Yes. Okay. Uh, let's move on now to some of the basketball. We're going to do our MVP early season, MVP and rookie of the year awards. I'll start it off. My MVP, and I think we're going to be in agreement on this is Steph Curry. Are not, we in agreement? We are not in agreement. Not Steph in Curry, agreement. the Warriors have been unbelievable this season. Steph Curry has been great. I'm going to take a wild guess and say Sammy has DeMar DeRozan. I don't. Or some Chicago Bull player. I don't have a Chicago Bull player. No. Wow, that's gross. I, it's called progress. It is progress. No, I um. DeMar DeRozan absolutely can win this award, and I, I want to give it to him. Uh, but who is the best player been in the NBA this year? You look at the stats, it's been Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant, to me, is the MVP right now. He is averaging 29.9 points a game. And, you know, Steph Curry is great, but he's been cold as of late. We can't forget that. And he's just not as efficient as Kevin Durant has been. Kevin Durant can score from more spots. He's a slasher. He's a mid. He's one of the probably the best mid-range player in the league. Maybe besides Demar, I think Demar could have a leg over him this year. And he's also a thirty-seven percent three-point shooter. The Nets are a team that is second only to the Bulls in the Eastern Conference, obviously. And a big part of it has been Kevin Durant. Harden's been dealing with injuries a little bit. Kyrie just came back this week. Um, so for me. Easy, uh, easy money sniper, Kevin Durant. Easy money sniper. sniper. Follow him on Instagram. Yes. Shout That's out. Easy money sniper. Shout out. Uh, yeah, uh, Kevin Durant is that guy though this year. I mean, he's right now he's the best player in basketball. Uh, better than LeBron. Better than Steph. Better than anybody. It's it's KD. He's been he's been absolutely incredible. And my rookie of the year is Evan Mobley. He's been great. You know, there are cases to be made for other players. There's cases to be made for Scotty Barnes, but Evan Mobley has really transformed this Cavaliers team. He's he's a great big man getting inside, buying players out in the paint. And I don't know how many players are in this conversation. I feel like it's only two or three. Yeah, I, I think a, a guy who's been getting a lot of love lately has been Franz Wagner, the brother of Mo Wagner from Berlin, Germany, 20 years old, and he is having a phenomenal year. 15-8 points a game. He's shooting 36.9, make it 37, from beyond the arc. Absolutely phenomenal. However, I am going to be going with the number one pick in the NBA draft, Cade Cunningham. And I think because he was the number one pick, people expected him 
to literally set the league on fire. And he has, he, I mean, he, he hasn't been the best rookie of all time. Offensively, he hasn't even been great. But def- he's been doing a lot of things very well. He's shooting the ball all right. You know, he 38 from the field. Not great, but, you know, 15.3 points a game. That's all right. But he's well-rounded. Six rebounds, 5.4 assists. And he's also making an impact defensively. Let's see here. 1.3 steals per game and almost a block per game. That's huge. Not a lot of rookies can come out of the gates and be that impactful on the defensive end. And I, re- I really like Cade Cunningham. I think he's a bright future. I think I'd put him above some of those guys right now. But I do like the case for Evan Mobley. Uh, he's been a huge part of a winning team, Jack. And I think that's a key. A lot of these guys are on the crap teams of the league. I mean, the yes, Magic are true. garbage. The Pistons are garbage. That's and I true. think your your case for Mobley might be a legit one. And I might have to change my mind a little bit. I mean, he's 15 points per game, right? Hmm? I said I'm influencing Sammy. He is influencing Sammy, yes. Uh, you know, almost 15 points per game. Almost. I mean, he's almost averaging a double-double in his rookie year. He's efficient. You know, from the field, 50 point, 50%. And he's on a winning team, and he's been a big part of that winning team in the Cavaliers. I do not hate the pick in Evan Mobley for Rookie of the Year. In fact, I very much like it. Um, and we'll see. I, there's a long way to go this year, but I, I thought it would be fun for your, uh, you guys to hear some of our takes here. Uh, we're almost at the halfway point, I believe. But uh, that will do it for Jack and I.